amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Gamer Heroes. I am Derek, one of your two gaming weekly-ish hosts. I got my buddy John with me. How you doing, man? Doing good. Glad to be back. Yeah, glad to be back. My normal, my normal statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we've been we've been uh, doing a lot of streaming, so I'm glad. I'm hopefully you guys have been catching in on some of those streams. Yeah, we have. We've been doing lots of stuff. We've been doing some of the Overwatch Retribution event and some Mystery Heroes on that side. We did Left 4 Dead Two and Borderlands Two. And yeah. I guess next week we're going to be doing Diablo 3. So, ooh. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the Rampage movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'll be talking a little bit about some Overwatch news and then some games that we've been playing recently, including Nine Parchments, A Way Out, and God of War 4. So, um,. Yeah, so just to, to kind of explain the streaming stuff that we've been doing. Uh, so we do this show every other week now. Every other Wednesday, you get a new episode of Gamer Heroes. And on the alternating weeks, you can join us live at night on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts, where we stream some games. It'll be the games. Uh, we're just going to try some different games, guys. So uh, sometimes it'll be popular games that you've heard of, and sometimes it'll be games you've never heard of. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We've been having a good time with it. Um, we're going to be doing Diablo 3 on PC this next week, which is a big deal because while we've all played Diablo 3, John, you've never played it on PC, right? Not on PC. I've always played it on the PlayStation 4, which I know I've been missing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've played it on both because, you know, the, the PS4 has got the local co-op, which is really great. Uh, but I've played it on PC the most and i did just pick up for this occasion i picked up the necromancer pack which i have not played yet so i'm gonna be a little new as far as class is concerned so should be a good time we're gonna be doing it with our buddy ryan who is a co-host with me on the screen heroes podcast and has been streaming with us and i believe our streaming partner from last week brian will be back to join us as well so great yeah, yeah that's that should be really good we had some good good stream streaming going on with him a uh, couple times on, on overwatch i want to see him play a different couple other games yeah yeah no, he, he plays lots of stuff so it should be a good time but uh all right well, well speaking of overwatch though we'll dive into our one piece of news for the week which is symmetra is being completely rebuilt seemingly from the ground up and she is no longer going to be a support character <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, <laughs> you sound excited. <laughs> I don't really play Symmetra, so she's not really my character. But I, we'll talk about some of the, 
you read the details, you'll talk about some of the changes they're planning on making. But I never thought she really fit in as a support character. I kind of thought she was more of like a defense character to begin with. Well, that was the thing. So she's always been support since she launched, but she's the only support character that literally does zero healing. So for those who are unfamiliar with who Symmetra is, Symmetra is essentially the Green Lantern of the Overwatch world. Uh, She creates these constructs out of light, and those might be laser turrets that are great to put in doorways and bottleneck areas to basically they're automated turrets, kind of like Torbjörn's, but they shoot lasers and they can mount on walls and stuff. And then she has the ability to create her uh, teleporter and her shield. Um, And uh, the teleporter, of course, is a really great one for getting your teammates from respawn to the point or closer to the point anyway. Um, Or it's also a great way to troll people, which uh, I have actually, (laughs) the only time, the only time I've ever reported anybody on Overwatch is when someone on my own team was using the teleporter to make all of us fall off the map. See, that's just being a dick. Yeah, so... Like, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. That's just being a dick. So I reported them for that, because I... You know, that was obviously very intentional and very frustrating. But, uh, yeah, so... Symmetra's the only support character that doesn't heal. All of the other supports heal to some degree. Um, even if they have some other abilities, like, like Ana, for example. So they're gonna be moving her to defense, which is definitely more where she seems to fit, uh, which is what you said, of course. So there's little... Very little information right now about what that would be um more or less they're going to completely rework the character so i would imagine this is going to take a while a few iterations she's probably not going to be super balanced when she's first moved over to defense but i don't know if we're going to see new moves or not maybe she'll get completely new skill sets and new abilities um she does have two ultimates which uh, i believe she's the only character that has two so maybe they'll take one away or keep it that way i don't know um so I guess the major question is, does that affect the Overwatch League? Well, right now, no, I don't believe anybody plays as Symmetra in the Overwatch League. So this oh, okay. this might change things up a bit, uh, depending on how she's altered. But it does right. kind of answer, a lot of people were curious, myself included, why they kept adding support characters as the new characters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, Anna's one. They're kind of capped out. one and Moira. So three new characters are are support characters. Um, now I guess we know why because they were going to actually move a character away from support. So there you go. I don't think they planned that. I think it was just they probably decided, like we said, they have too many support characters. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I think Symmetra's never fit under support. No. You know, when the game no. first launched, it was a little unclear because we weren't sure how new characters were going to be added. But after adding three more support characters, all of which are much more his, um, traditionally support role, then this was more and more of an outlier. So it's, it's not super surprising, but it is the first time a character will have changed classes in Overwatch, which is interesting. Well, I mean, what what else are they going to do? They just released a character, you know, within a month. So I think it's probably a good... And, you know, this might be the first of a few other reworks that... Um, I don't think they're going to be switching characters around left and right, but I know they're reworking... Um, you said her, sh- her shield, right? 
her generator oh. shield that she produces. Well, I don't know. There, there's really no information yet on gotcha. what they're going to do. It was more of a, I'm guessing they may make some tweaks to those things. For all I know, they'll give her completely new skill sets. I have no idea. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, at least they're keeping it fresh. Um, they're, they're, they're on top of it and releasing a ton of new content all the time, it seems. So mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's it for our news. We just got the one thing this week. Not a big deal. We wanted to spend most of the time talking about the games we've been playing and the Rampage movie. All right. So, um, do you want to talk about Rampage next then? I think we should dive right into the movie. Yeah, it's already been brought up. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So Rampage is, of course, a video game movie loosely based on the video games of the same name. Uh, stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who has become quickly kind of the the 80s action star of the 21st century, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. Uh, I know we don't really do movies much uh, on this show here, but it is a video game movie after all, so I figured we should talk a little bit about it. Um as people who listen to Screen Heroes know, I do like to talk numbers. I'm a big fan of that. And to uh, to date, uh, this is, of course, we're recording Monday evening, so this does not include Monday's numbers. Uh, it has made 283.3 million worldwide. Only That's a lot. Only 65.7 domestically. Domestically, less, which less is always low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's performing, I mean, just fine. It had a $120 million budget. So it's obviously made that back, which is good news from a uh, financial perspective. It's Warner Brothers. You know? It's Warner Brothers. They need this. Uh, it has not done amazing at the box office. It won its opening weekend not by much. It beat A Quiet Place, which was in its second weekend. But in but this weekend, Rampage's second week, A Quiet Place's third week, and Rampage lost to A Quiet Place. So there you go. A Quiet Place is an excellent film. And Rampage is just all around fun. So let's talk impressions. All right, let's talk. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, you want me to go first? Or you want? No, go I want first? you to go first. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You see the trailer, and you you know the game, and the first thing you go is that is freaking stupid. <laughs> and you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. It was actually a lot of fun, and it's a movie that doesn't take itself serious. And I think that what's that's what contributes. To it being fun. They're, they know they're being ridiculous. So they just roll with the punches. And um, it's not it's not meant to be. It's not that kind of movie. I think it's it's I think it's come back to a point where every movie is trying to be serious and trying to establish something. And they just said, no, we're not going to do that this time. And I think it was a nice refreshing break from the serious. We're going to make a trilogy off of this crap kind of thing. Um, so... But given the the game literally has no story, so the movie had no source material, they made a story. And I think it worked in their favor, to be honest with you. By having no source material, they were able to make a story that was cohesive for their movie. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I guess we should probably give a spoiler warning at this point. If you have not seen Rampage yet and you care about character plot points, uh, this would be a good spot to kind of pause and maybe jump ahead 10 or 15 minutes to our next segment. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, man, I agree with you. It's a fun movie. It's a silly movie. Um, you kind of know that going into it. I mean, the movie starts in outer space. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 and since the spoiler has already been, he's already gave you an alert. There's a freaking rat. (laughs) The running around from a mutated rat. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which, by the way, I love this. So, so for those who don't know much about the video game aspect of this, the Rampage franchise has actually been around for a really long time. Yeah. The first game came out on the original NES, the original Nintendo, uh, in 1986, and it hasn't changed really a whole lot since then. There's been six total games uh, over the years, with one of those being a, a kind of like a Dr. Mario puzzler, bejeweled kind of weird thing. Uh, but the last game actually was in 2006, so it's definitely time for a new one. But the rat, a lot of people are actually thinking the rat is Larry, who is a uh, one of the beasts from the Atari version of the original 1986 game. That's hilarious. I like it. You could play as a giant rat. So that would be a pretty funny little little throwback. I, I believe they did get, put that kind of thought into it because they even made uh, a line when they were like, huh, the weirdos online are calling him Ralph yeah. um, for the for the ape uh, when his name's George in the film. Right. But yeah, I, I, I think they they had some good intentions. Uh, they, they definitely knew what they were doing. Well, and I mean, come on, man. When you're when you're in uh, the in her office, um, you know, oh, yeah. behind her, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Claire, 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 Claire Wyden. Uh, Claire Wyden. She's yes. the the CEO of this big company, and they're the bad guys. Of course, she's played by Malin Ackerman from Watchmen. Of course, along with Jeffrey. <laughs> Which Dean we have Morgan. something to talk about on that. <laughs> yeah, there's. A lot of a lot of Warner Brothers weird stuff. A lot stuff of going DC on. heroes involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but behind her, though, not behind her, but behind the guy playing her brother, uh, uh, what's his name, Jake, Jake Lacey. Behind Jake Lacey, you can see two arcade cabinets, and they're old Rampage games. <laughs> yep, that was genius. <laughs> so, like, okay, so I want to know what this conversation was. So she's like, "Hey, we should make this serum that makes animals go crazy." Okay, what should we call it? Well, you know, I've got these really cool arcade games about monsters going crazy. They're called Rampage. Let's just call it that. <laughs> I don't know if that's what... <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, that's what it felt <laughs> They like. don't strike me as the playing game kind of type people. It was clearly for us, the audience. Oh, but, I don't uh, know, man. She seems very competitive. I bet she plays a lot of games. She also seems super controlling, and I don't think games will let her control. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe that's her way to kind of let loose, just destroy a bunch of buildings with giant or monsters. Or just shoot people. She shot a few people. She, well, she, 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 yeah, she did shoot. She shot rock she, in the stomach. She shot the rock, man. Yeah. But no, no. Uh, it, it's really good. It's very, um, it's, it's not, it's a PG-13 movie, but, um. And there's not like crazy gore and there's not very much cussing, but there are some pretty fun, funny one-liners. Oh yeah, I mean it's got a bunch of those really cheesy action star one-liner kind of, kind of things, you know. But let me ask you this: Was there ever a point in the movie where you were like a little sad that somebody or something was about to die? Honestly, I know what you're trying to get at, and no, I did not feel bad for George. Uh, you um, didn't, feel, you heartless son of a bitch. Let me tell you why. <laughs> so in the end. He's kind of like a hero, right? Everyone's like, oh, George, George. And they're all just kind of like, eh, laughing. And, and he, you know, he switched sides mid-fight. He also killed a lot of people before he even got to that point. And it's like, he's a hero. He did this for everyone. I'm like, yeah, but he also killed and flew through tanks and buses all across the city before that when he was trying to get to the radio all signal. Right, man, I, I got to ask. I got to ask. <laughs> so. in, in Civil War, whose side were you on? 
Oh, I was definitely I. I'm on Iron Man side. Okay. Cap is just being a little. I'm going to be honest with you, just a little bitch. <laughs> so, my friend, because I mean, who, who's think he's like it. he's my friend who happens to be a uh, a terrorist who can kill anyone <laughs> if they say a special w- sequence of words that everyone seems to know. So okay, so, so isn't George just saying. <laughs> George is basically the Winter Soldier? George is the Winter Soldier. Yeah, think about it. Right, he was mind controlled by the serum and the sonic waves, and killed a bunch of people. And then we found the antidote to bring him back to his good old happy self, and he's a hero again. I just don't think it just <laughs> excuses all the murder. That's what I'm saying, though, right? Like he's the Winter Soldier. You guys leveled. You literally leveled Chicago, and it's like, nah, he's good. He's George. <laughs> he's George. He's George. <laughs> he gets to stay that way too. Like they didn't pretty much like in the end. They're just like. Yeah, he'll just go somewhere. (laughs) He'll just go somewhere. (laughs) What, is he going to go to Jurassic World? He's going to go to their island? (laughs) He'll fit right in. Well, I know that Legendary and Universal are trying to do this big, like, monster movie thing, you know, with with King Kong and Godzilla and the kaiju with the Jaegers and all that kind of stuff. Maybe uh, maybe George will show up there. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Godzilla will whoop George. (laughs) whoop him did you know I mean, he was getting his ass handed by a fucking gator okay which was way too big for its size dude Anyways. that thing was not a gator that was like that was a dinosaur it it should not have been that big like because you look comparatively george was the smallest one the the wolf was actually bigger than george well so think about this though think about the exposure to the chemical i know he ate the whole thing that's what me and hillary were talking about the, the gator ate the whole thing where they just kind of whiffed in some of it. But George was the smallest by a pretty good amount. Yeah. You know, definitely yeah. the underdog of the fight. I mean, he was I mean, the, I would imagine the, the wolf too. would be smaller, but yeah, the wolf was actually bigger than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was fun. I, I don't know. I thought it was, it was fun. a good time. It's clearly like – I mean, it did – They okay. You could, People can slam video game adaptations all they want. They're usually pretty bad. There's some yeah. some exceptions. But let's face it. Rampage is a video game where some giant monsters destroy buildings and get power-ups and can attack tanks and eat people. That's exactly what happened without the (laughs) power-ups, right? (laughs) They definitely did that correctly. So, like, it's the same freaking thing, right? So, like, like the movie, don't like the movie, you can't say they strayed real far from the game. (laughs) Well, they expanded, actually, because they didn't have a story. So they expanded on it. Yeah. Um, I, I so back to the heroes thing. You've got Joe Maginello who's Deathstroke. You've got um, <laughs> what's his name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's the comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is basically just playing Negan, except in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he did the smile and the sideways look thing he does, and the very sarcastic but right guy. Um. Uh, you had Silk Spectre, <laughs> and then you had Black Adam. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? It like was all really, DC characters. It was a weird group, and then Naomi Harris is in here, just totally separate from all of these just DC here. people. So I wonder if she's going to be cast in like right? the Birds of Prey movie or something like that. No, she's Starfire, didn't you know? I'm just kidding. Dude, don't, um, dude that'd be so cool. I love Starfire. That would be cool, but no... Um, Joe Maginello did not last very long in the film because in the trailer, there's like it makes it seem like he's a big part of it. <laughs> he gets killed so quick. I was so surprised how fast yeah. he died because like 
So at the end, right, so all of his other guys are dead. It's just him, you know, and the beast is right behind him. I'm like, all right, so he's going to get, like, really messed up. And then in, like, the third act, they're going to, like, ana- I thought they were going to do Anaconda. Do you remember, do you remember <laughs> no, Anaconda? please, God, no. So for those who don't remember Anaconda, that, that cinematic masterpiece. Ice Cube, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> John Voight. John Voight. Gets, John Voight. John Voight gets eaten by the snake. And like the beginning of the second act or something like that. It's been a long time. And then at the end of the movie, the snake throws him up and he's just like all like mutilated and like melting and everything. And the snake whips its tail around and just mushes him. It's yep. like, like he's just like gook, like mashed potatoes. It's so disgusting. So like I was kind of wondering if they were going to do something like that where like in the third act, Joe like cuts his way out of the wolf or something. <laughs> I mean, that would have been cool. That would have been very Deathstroke of him. Right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he basically just looks like Deathstroke in this movie, too. Like he did in, in the end of the Justice League. He's got just, the goatee and the gray hair. I think that's just kind of how he looks now, man. Like Without like the weird scars and veins and stuff. Like, right, right. Just and, like his and hair. And the one eye, yeah. I think that's just what he looks like now. You know, he's, he's just naturally Deathstroke. He just, I mean, that's just how he looks. Like, he's in really good shape, but, you know, he's in his 40s, so he's got some gray going on. I mean, he looks pretty damn good to me. I don't know. He looked rugged. I, his character was rugged, though, so yeah. I get it. Yeah. But, he, he's fine. yeah, I, I, overall, you know, when we saw the reviews and it was split amongst the critics, but the user reviews were extremely high, I knew I was going to like it. <laughs> You got you know you have to know what you're getting yourself into, right? Like you, you want to go see Rampage, you have to realize what it is. It's a monster movie. You know, there's going to be giant monsters wrecking people up and a couple of humans trying to save the day where they probably don't belong. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how the rocks like I'm going to go up against these two beasts with just five grenades. <laughs> Come on, man. When he's holding the grenade launcher and George is right there and they square off against the giant dinosaur thing you know and he's like yeah. you ready george let's do this I'm like, i know yeah. i was like what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah let's do this like what are you gonna do like, you're, you're, you're gonna you're watch not george... even batman in the doomsday fight man right. like, come on george was doing all the work man hitting him with beams and tanks and i did like the, did... the throwing of the grenade belt into right. like the weird ear hole of the alligator creature it was gills it was like gills <laughs> But yeah. okay, so okay, let's let's go back to these creatures here just for a minute because it was throwing me off. So the wolf can fly and it can grow like porcupine spines that it can chuck yes. off its tail. The alligator creature turned into like this spiked dinosaur with a like a hammer tail. George just got bigger. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say George was just George, <laughs> right? He was always an albino, so he didn't even change color. He's exactly the same, just so- larger. So here's something that I I kind of put two and two together. The Rampage game, it was a gorilla, but I don't think it was a uh, an albino. The only time there was ever an albino was in Primal Rage. Interesting, interesting. I mean, so I was wondering if they were trying to bridge those two and say, "Hey, Primal Rage, Rampage, same shit." I mean, and essentially they they kind of are, except the you get to play as the, it's like Mortal Kombat with with creatures. I don't know, like, so, I'm not... Because it, it, it's a, remember, it's a gorilla, it's a, it's like a wolf-type creature, and then there is that giant alligator. Well, yeah, so so those are the, the those are the big three characters. Um, so, I mean, Liz, Lizzie is the, the giant alligator dinosaur thing. You've got Ralph the wolf, and then George the gorilla. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. who they always were, but 
Like, I'm not good with colors. Anyone who, who listens to the show, I'm kind of colorblind. He, he was a normal... I mean, I guess there is a there is a white ape. I'm surprised they... Okay, I get it. I'm looking at the thing. But on the cover, if you just look at the cover, it's a, it's a, it's a more resemble King Kong than it is um, a white ape, an albino. Um, I don't really pay much attention to the color stuff because I, I don't know if I'm ever seeing the right color. So I, I try to ignore it a little bit. Um, so, you know, I never really noticed what color they were but yeah i mean there's some other iterations of the game that has some other characters like the mouse for example in the atari version and stuff like that right but those are the big three and um that's what they did here which i think makes perfect sense but i mean they kept george alive and they made him a good guy so i feel like they did want a sequel huh. yeah yeah i i mean <laughs> if they did a sequel uh, I don't, I don't know how successful it would be considering, you know, I felt like this was kind of a one-off. Fair enough. But the N64 one had more expansive characters. Well, yeah, because you could play two. four at the same time on the same screen. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Um, that was the one I played most of the time. That's, that's the one I played the most too. Um, I mean, we've all played the, S, the, uh, the arcade style Rampage. And there was I, also Rampage World Tour. I never got to play it in an arcade, which I always regretted. I did, and it was a lot of fun. Played in an old bowling alley in Chicago. They had that. They had Mortal Kombat. They had um, Primal Rage. <laughs> it's a good arcade. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, let's move back to other video game stuff then. We'll move on to... Are what we've been playing recently. So, uh, John, you've been playing a lot more than I have. I've just been playing Nine Parchments, but why don't we start you off with one of the two games you've been checking sure. out? So, um, I picked up a game. Me and my wife were wanting to play a co-op game, and we had been looking around and looking around, and then it finally hit me. I was like, oh, crap, there's that game that came out that I totally forgot about. It's called A Way Out. And if you guys saw, there was a lot of hype about it at when was the the last, was it E3 um, last year? There was a lot of hype about this game, and I totally forgot about it. And um, we saw it, we saw it on the PlayStation Network. It was only $30, $29.99. And it is actually a local co-op only. You cannot play online. The game has to be completed local co-op, and it, need, it requires a second player. So it is excellent. It is like playing... Escape from Alcatraz uh, meets, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to, it's like a whole bunch of movies mixed in one, and it's actually written by a couple directors that have done very, a lot of escape movies, and uh, the the game, the game you follow two characters, um, I believe it's Vinny, Vince, and uh, gosh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but either way, so it starts, starts you off in prison. And, of course, there are things you need to do, but they explain the plan, and then you need to basically execute the plan. So a part of the game is you need to get on the roof to get a, a tool that the maintenance man left. So what you'll do is you'll find it, you'll talk to some of the, the prison people, and you'll figure out who's doing a shift on the roof. And then, so, <laughs> one of you will, you know, once you get on the roof, you, you'll talk to the guard and say, hey, can I help? You know, and while you're distracting the guard, the other one's getting the the object. So that's kind of the whole mantra of the game. You're kind of doing that back and forth. 
Um, there are some really good team moments where you're climbing up an elevator shaft and you're going back to back and you're just kind of crawling leg one leg at a time. You get what I'm saying? Where they're backs to back and you guys got to coordinate your buttons to move your legs. Seriously? Yeah. It's actually a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, once you guys actually escape and you get out, there's a whole nother plot line, uh, of getting back at the guy. Cause the only reason you guys became friends in prison was because you had this common guy that got you both in prison. So the game now then becomes like a heist game and you're going after this mobster. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So anyways, for twenty nine ninety nine, it is endless fun, and it is a, it is something you can do with someone locally, on local co op with your friend, your girlfriend, your brother. Yeah, man, it's really an interesting idea because I mean, this is something that EA helped publish, and yeah. to have them put out a game that requires two people to play together in the same very room. risky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think personally, so. It actually outsold their projections. It doubled their projections. They were only expecting to sell 250,000 copies. They sold well over 500,000 copies. That's pretty um, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a huge deal because, I mean, it's a very – not only is it inexpensive. I mean, we're talking the game is only twenty nine ninety nine. okay? And it requires local co-op. It's a very risky move. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, it really was. Like, I really think – to require something like that, it's just it, it it's it's kind of innovative in a sense where we're in a time of age where everything is online and people are asking constantly, "We need more local co-op. We need more local co-op." And here's what they did: they said, "You know what? You're only going to get local co-op." <laughs> and I think it's genius. And I hope this paves the way. I hope this paves the way for more games like this. Because it's not like they just put a get they just put a game together where the whole game I mean essentially the whole game is wrapped around the co-op part of it, but it is actually a very good story. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. I'm always looking for co-op games because the girl and I like to play together, and uh, that's why we've been playing Nine Parchments. So I think we've got a couple other games we're looking at, but a way out is on our short list of games to play next. I I, I recommend it 100. percent It is. At the minimum, you'll at least enjoy the story, even if the game plays a little hard. Yeah, but that's that's you know it's important to be able to to, to do these types of things because we can't. I mean, not huh, what's the best way? Like owning multiple PlayStation fours in the same house is not the average thing that people can right. do, right? And it's not really what I want to do. I don't want to play in two separate rooms across the house. You know, I want to hang out and play together on the same thing and you know, eat some snacks or whatever while we're playing and have a good time. Like it's like, you know, like social interaction time. So I'm really excited to have that type of local co-op experience is what gravitates me to Nintendo so much is that they've always focused on local experiences. Uh, so this sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I totally forgot about it. It totally fell off my radar. Like for a while there, I know it was talked about and they were like, Oh yeah, he's next big game. Um, and I totally forgot about it. And then I saw it, like, you know what I mean? I just kind of browsing through the PS store and I was like, oh, crap. I totally forgot about that game. And it's got very good reviews. I mean, it's sitting at a Metacritic score of 78%, 4.5 out of 5. Nice. So it's good. doing really well. Awesome. 
Well, um, so like I said, I've been playing Nine Parchments on Nintendo Switch, yeah. and we just beat it uh, last night. So on Sunday night, we, we beat it, uh, which was cool. And man, so there is just so much I like about this game, and then a good amount that's a little frustrating. But Nine Parchments is a game by Frozen Byte, uh, developed and published by it. It's an indie title available on multiple platforms, but it's on Switch now. Uh, it's nineteen ninety nine, so it's a really, really affordable price. And it's basically a Diablo-style game where it's, uh, you know, third-person, sort of top-down RPG-type game where uh, you play as wizards, and there's different characters you can unlock as you play. And you gain these, the, the, the nine parchments that you're looking for, each one gives you a new spell that you can wield. And these are from different elements. So there's fire and lightning, uh, life, death, uh, ice... And I believe there's another one. I'm drawing a blank. Now, but, these you need these to progress the story. Right. So basically what happens in the beginning of the game is you are these like wizard students. And there's an explosion at your castle. And these nine parchments are basically caught in the wind and sprung throughout the land. And you have to go collect them. Um, and as you actually collect them, you get to learn those spells and, and get these powers. And the enemies you come up against, these creatures, some are like you know, giant bugs or giant like bisons with horns or guys with shields and they shoot lasers and throw fireballs and electricity and stuff. And um, you have to be able to adjust your spells to match. So someone who's shooting fire, uh, you using fire won't do any damage. You've got to use, you know, ice powers or something like that. Um, and as you progress through the game, some will be multicolored. So they might have multiple things. So they might be, you know, fire and ice. So you have to come up with something totally different to use against them. Which is super cool. Well, and it keeps it interesting because then you get that dynamic and you get to use a bunch of different spells. See what works. Find yeah. out what the weakness is. And you you know, you get different um, staffs throughout the game that you find, like different, you know, like uh, wizard staffs. And they have different abilities. Some might help you regen things faster or something like that. Um, there's an upgrade tree with points that you earn when you level up. And overall, it's just a really fun, enjoyable game. The mechanics are super solid. Uh, the way it works is great. Uh, being able to cycle through your abilities and use them, it just it feels good to play. My biggest complaint is that certain parts of the game are, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Improportionally difficult. So we might be going through... Improportionally difficult. What does that mean? <laughs> so, like, we'll be going through a part of the game and just blazing through people, just, like, totally kicking ass. And then we'll come up against a group that just destroys us instantly. You See, know? I wonder why that is. Do you think it's, like, the... It's unequal when it picks its, um... I don't know, like, the... The, com the, com uh, the computer calculates... No, because the, we, we end up figuring it out, but it's more of a balancing problem where the game is just difficult randomly, if that makes sense. Right. You know, and so, you know, and, and I mean, the boss battles get more difficult as the game progresses, and that's fine. That's that's expected. But it's the stuff in between where you're going through the normal map and you're, you'll just show up in a particular area that just wipes the floor with you. Um, and... You know, you can learn it pretty quickly because they more or less respawn in the same spots. So you can kind of figure out where you need to go and coordinate ahead of time. But if you're not, you know, if you're if, if you're going into an area for the first time, you know, it may be super easy and it may be super difficult. It just kind of depends. Um, 
there is a cool friendly fire mode. So friendly fire is a thing. It's real. And there's a flag you can switch in the settings that changes it from your friendly fire hurts your ally to your friendly fire bounces back and hurts you. That makes sense. They got to add that extra level of, of uh, difficulty there, don't they? Well, I actually found that to be the better way to play because it it makes you more aware of when you're hitting your teammate. So, like, when there's a bunch of shit going on and there's just monsters everywhere and you're shooting lasers or fireballs or you've got, like, AOE effects going on, um, it's hard to kind of keep track of where each other is. And it's really easy to end up hitting each other. And it's much easier to notice that if you're the one losing health. Right. So, I actually preferred to play it that way. I thought that was a really unique way to look at how that's done. Um, I'm actually going to, maybe, I'm not sure if it's going to be this week or next week, but I'm going to put together a pretty in-depth review of the game with a bunch of screenshots and stuff, because this game is goddamn beautiful. Yeah, no, the screenshots you've sent me, well, no, you didn't send me, <laughs> you told me to go check it out, and I actually looked it up when you were mentioning it, and uh, yeah, and I'm a big fan of, of the Trine games, so I really mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. their their style of using... It's well thought out. Let me just put it there. I'll just say it's well thought out. Yeah, but it's gorgeous. I mean, that that's one thing. Like, like it, don't like it. The game is gorgeous. The scenery is beautiful. The monsters are cool. It just looks great. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of fun. The final boss is pretty neat. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but it was somewhat unexpected uh, where the game turned. The last two big bosses are, are very different from the rest of the game, and that was both frustrating and fun at times. Uh, but you know, she, she wants to go back through it and unlock more of the characters. So I guess we're, we're not done yet. Yeah. You got some more playing to do. Yeah. All right, man. So why don't you tell us about God of War four? Yeah, man, this is the, the big game. If, if you're, if you haven't played it yet and you've heard everybody annoy the shit out of you by saying how amazing it is, it really is. Like I, I'm, I wish I could, I, I'm a big fan of the series anyway. Um, God of War three was my jam on PS three, but, um, uh, it is it is great. Like just the first boss fight alone is one of the things. It's just it sets the pace. I don't want to give away too much, but it sets the pace of the game. So you're fighting Norse gods, and you kind of come up against this guy, and he looks like he's not capable of anything, and he's just kind of like a jackass. And Kratos, of course, is like, you know, let me let me put this guy down real quick, and. Uh, it turns out he's one of the gods, and he can pack a punch. So the first fought, fight, it just alone, sets the pace of the game. It's amazing. Um, let's talk about the mechanics. That's the most fun part of the whole game. So in the other God of War games, you basically, it was kind of like a slasher, more like Bloodborne. So you just kind of, you know, you yield your, I'm trying to remember what his weapons were called, but they're like hooks. You know, and you just kind of yield them around. You had the shield and you had the Medusa's head. Um, you were fighting more Greek gods in that one. In this one, it's more Norse. So they're more realistic, more Viking-like, which is why Kratos kind of looks more Viking-like. Um, but, dude, you can you can kick, you can punch, you can throw your axe, and it comes back to you like Thor's hammer. <laughs> like, it's freaking awesome. Um, he's got a shield. You can hit him with shield, uh, and you can work in those combos. You can do the same thing. So it's really, really cool. Uh, I'm trying not to give away too much. I haven't really gotten dived into it as much as I wanted to, 
It's kind of a busy weekend. But next weekend and throughout this week, I'll be playing a lot. I mean, it looks beautiful. Uh, it whole, is. It the is. whole kind of like Thor style of how he can throw his axe and recall it is pretty which is, freaking cool. Which totally fits the, the, the tone of the game because, mm-hmm. like I said, everything's more Vikings and Thor is actually a Viking, a Norse god. Um, the Vikings believed in Thor and they used him for motivation as well during battle. Um, <laughs> which makes sense that he'd be able to, that Kratos could do something like that. But so it's, let me it's ask beautiful. you this. Let me ask you this. How, how is the kid? I haven't done much. You can I haven't done much with the kid, but okay. I will tell you this. The game is heavily inspired by last of us. It is very much a last of us game. And interesting. It's not, it's not, it's not like a direct copy or duplicate, but it is very, it has the vibe of Last of Us. And everything you do in every movement and how you're going through the world is very much like that. Your, mm-hmm. your dynamic with your son is very emotional in the beginning. Um, it's very. I don't want to give it away because I really want you guys to go play. I want you to play the game. I want you to see the story. Um, it's very emotional beginning, and the beginning you kind of see a different type of Kratos because Kratos up until this point is just like a badass who just fucking took out Zeus and he, you know he doesn't give a shit about anything or anyone. He just cares about himself and doing his own thing. Um, very different side of Kratos in this game. Very very much different. So it's kind of like Joel in The Last of Us. He didn't give a shit about anybody. He didn't care about anything until he met Ellie. And it's very similar to that dynamic. Um, but I just say the game feels like Last of Us, but different. It's very good. And, and I know I keep saying that, but it really is. It's a Last of Us game, which is top three of my favorite games of all time. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds really great. I've never played a God of War game, so I'm pretty much in the dark on this one. You don't, I just... it doesn't even tie in. It's, it's a completely different story. Like you don't even need to play the other ones to know what's happening. He's in a different fucking region. Like he's not even in the same region. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. It's totally different with the Norse God aspect, which is great. And I'm very curious about it, but I just not now is not the best time for that. I did just pick up though the original Red Dead Redemption. That's great. No, that's it's like Grand so, Theft Auto in the Wild West. Yeah, I got the Game of the Year edition with the uh, the Undead whatever expansion, um, and so I'll be playing that next because it's Xbox One backwards compatible. So I picked that up. I'll be playing that. I was telling him for those who have played it, I'm like. Oh, you've got a lot of hours you're about to spend. <laughs> I oh, mean, man, you got you, you got God of War. You're gonna be playing that thing forever. You know, and I still got I've got Mario Galaxy. I've got Zelda Breath of the Wild to be like. I've got all of these open world games to be. You mean you mean Mario Odyssey? Odyssey. Sorry, I don't know why I always say Galaxy. It's <laughs> you because play Galaxy. Though. Come on over. I've got it. I feel like it's like Galaxy so much, but um. <laughs> No, I, I have got my work cut out for me. So I'm just going to be – I'm going to play this one because it's my new – it's very – you know what I mean? It's very hot right now for me. But sure, I'd man. say the next game I want to play after I'm done with all of these, um, I probably want to play Hellblade, Senua's Revenge. Mm. Um, 
because that that game not only looks beautiful, but I know the game. See, I mean, from everything I've heard, and it, it was remember it was rated. It was up there in, in um, the running for game of the year last year. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like God of War will be in the running for this year. Oh yeah, definitely. And sales wise, it's it is right on pace for expectations, and it will probably beat expectations by the Christmas season. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. That is definitely a fact. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to touch on before we close out today? No, guys. If you are not doing anything next week on Wednesday, watch our live stream of Diablo 3 and watch me play as a barbarian. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to pick? Have you picked a class? I'm doing the Necromancer. Necromancer. Yeah. Okay. I want to play Necromancer. I haven't quite played that one yet. So. Uh, my first characters that I built were the monk and the – oh, man. Why am I drawing a blank? Is it the voodoo? What is it? Uh, witch doctor. Oh, the witch doctor, yeah. Okay. The witch doctor is the most – I understand it's powerful, but it's the most annoying to get to level up, I have to say. I've never, I've, I've never played a witch doctor. I, I really focused on wizard and demon hunter. Dude, let me put it this way: you can do plagues, and it's like maybe I'll hit the enemies. So one of them's frogs, and these frogs do a lot of damage if they hit the enemy in that direction. But they hop in opposite; they, they hop in different directions. <laughs> sure. Of course. So it's like the most frustrating thing to level up in the like ever. Um. But yeah, yeah. So, anyways, you guys will catch us get nuts and uh, kill some fucking demons uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Uh, we are at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook as well as Instagram or heroespodcasts.com. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, and Spreaker as well as pretty much anywhere else that you get your podcasts. So we hope that you enjoyed listening. We'll catch you guys later. Gamer Heroes is a part of the Heroes Podcast Network. The show host is myself, John Zerwinski, and Derek Mayer. The theme song is by Flying Killer Robots. You can find us as well as the other Heroes Podcast shows at heroespodcast.com as well as on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, check us out there, Google Play, and anywhere you can use an RSS feed. Follow us on social media, shameless plug, at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Or, if you're old school and you just want to email us, you can get us at contact at heroespodcasts with an S dot com. Game on. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.